Hey, what's up guys? Jordan Anderson here. Before we get started on this episode, I got a quick announcement on April 24th. That's Friday at noon Eastern time. I'm going live on YouTube. We're going to do a Q&A session for the one page proposal template. Uh, I feel like I didn't go uh, into enough detail and, I've, and I feel that there were still some questions out there. So uh, reserve your spot, set a reminder. It'll be on YouTube and uh and I'll, and I'll leave a link in the show notes for you guys. Okay, let's get to the episode. Hey, what's up, guys? Jordan Anderson here, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. On this episode, we're going to talk about the idea, or well, maybe the question, is should I teach an online course? Um, since everyone's been home, and since a lot of things have moved digitally, and things have moved online, or if they haven't already, they should, or they uh, should start moving online. Uh, something that's kind of popped up or kind of bubbled up in sort of the, you know, what's been going on with the with the coronavirus and the kind of quarantine that, you know, now's a great time to enroll in an online course. Now's a great time to, um, you know, learn a new skill. And uh, so, so some people, some digital creators, some creative small businesses may feel the need that they need to start an online course or provide some sort of digital product. And I think that's totally valid. I think that's a great time. Um, some maybe feel like they're playing catch up right now or like, oh, you know, I've, uh, I, I myself even felt like I was playing a little catch up. I had a, uh, my latest online course and we'll talk about that towards the end of the podcast. Um, I had it scheduled to be ready somewhere in April. And I just said, you know what, we got to get this going. And I pre-launched it in March instead. So like bumped it up by an entire month. Um, just because I myself felt the need that I was playing a little bit of catch up. Like, you know, I've had this online course in the bag since November and it's time to launch it, time to quit playing around. Um, so may, so this, this podcast episode, will we're not going to go over the tactics or the exact how to's of, uh, of how to create an online course. That'll probably be a, another episode, uh, in a couple of days, probably this episode is going to be about just kind of, uh, debating the idea in your mind, maybe giving you some permission to start an online course or kind of, um, maybe, maybe hopefully by the end of this episode, you'll kind of realize that it's not as hard as you thought it was, but, uh, maybe let's go over just kind of the arguments of debating. Should I start an online course? Yes or no. Let's kind of go over it. The first main reason I would say to start an online course uh, kind of falls in the same vein as content marketing in general, as it's a great way to connect with your audience. Um, Starting an online course, teaching an online course is just one layer deeper of connecting with your audience and giving them a more personal, more intimate experience with you than if they were just to read a tweet or read an email from you. Uh, An online course, a 12-part chapter series, a 15, 20 part lesson course where they're able to intimately sit down with you, watch, you know, watch your videos and go through your course. They're able to, it's a ton of, you know, I would call it like quality time with you. And, uh, and this is also content that is seen, uh, by, you know, I'd say like less than 10% of your followers. And, you know, and, um, this is going to be a way to kind of really channel those true fans and, you know, the people just kind of on the outside, the kind of broad audience that you kind of collect and attract, and maybe they like your Instagram post. What an online course could do is create an entirely new way, more personal, more intimate 
way to interact with you and your brand uh, because of what you could set up in your online course. Not only are you could set up lessons, but you could set up a private group for the sort of class alumni. You could um, set up private calls, private sessions. If people are going to give you money for an online course, you may feel the need that, hey, you know, maybe I should give this person a call. Or, or at the end of the course, when, you, when you're done, if you have any questions, let's set up a little conference call. And I'd love to get your thoughts on the class. Love to hear if you had any lingering questions from the class. It, like there's just an, it's a, you're going the extra mile with kind of providing that um, personal one-on-one customer experience. The second reason to start an online course is that it shows off your expertise. Now, this is more of a marketing branding tactic than, um, and maybe this, I'm look, when, I, when I say show off your expertise, I'm thinking like long-term. If you are able to teach a course, just let's just think basically. If you're able to teach a skill, teach a course, that shows that you have, or to the outside world, that perception of you is that you have the authority somehow has been given to you, whether by yourself or by your peers, that you have the authority to teach a course to people who have no idea what the skill is. And this is going to solidify your status as an expert. And, you know, it's perception is reality, folks. Let's be honest. If I think something is real, it's real. If I feel something is real, it's real. Whether it is, <laughs> whether it's real or not, um, so acting like an expert, positioning yourself as a teacher, as a mentor, it really dynamically shifts um, where you stand with your audience. If you know before you start an online course, maybe you were just a peer, maybe you're just a fellow colleague, you know, fellow creator, creative person in the world, you know, standing side by side with all these other fellow creatives, and you know, and now that you're able to teach a course, you kind of step out of that line and st- and step to the front as a leader and say, here's the, he, you know, you're kind of laying it down. <laughs> you're, not, you're not laying down the law, but you're just kind of like, you're showing the world like, here's what I believe is true. And I want to teach people like this. And I think what I offer is valuable. And people go, yes, that person is valuable. That, that must be an expert right there. Look at that person. Look how, look how official and legit that person looks. You know, this sounds super superficial. This sounds like surface level kind of stuff. And to someone cynical, it could be, yes. But I think with teaching an online course, you, you know, sure you can, you can fake it, but I think when it comes down to it, you can't fake teaching a, a course because the course itself will be awful. Like if you, like you have to, you have to believe in yourself to be an expert, or that you at least have some sort of authority or grasp on some sort of concept that you're going to teach enough to teach it and put yourself out there. That's a lot of risk. So it, there's a little bit of you know fake it till you make it, but on you know truly at its core like if you don't know what the hell you're talking about people aren't going to buy your course and people are going to see right through it like you don't know what the hell you're talking about like <laughs> before <laughs> in my early days of filmmaking i made a couple youtube videos like explaining how things work and there's one oh my god um i taught how to use a c-stand and i and i think i've told this story before like i put the i set up the c-stand totally incorrectly told everybody this is how you do it i'm left it up there <laughs> i want people to go see my mistakes um, but I taught the wrong skill. I taught, and I, and I made myself seem like an authority figure and I knew that I had me- messed up and I'm probably people that have watched that video now are, they're all out there setting up their C-stands wrong. Um, so there is that pressure. So, um, but, at the, but 
But that's but that's the pressure with you know that's the risk value cost benefit analysis of trying to become an expert. If you don't want to be an expert and you just want to be a Joe Schmo regular creative person, then you're not going to be seen as an expert, and you're going to get paid like you're you're not an expert. You're going to get paid like a regular base level baseline common creative, and instead you could be projecting yourself as an expert and people validating that expertise. And then you're able to charge a higher dollar, increase more, you know, ask for more money on your next projects. Um, and that's what I'm talking about, the long-term effects. So if you have an online course, you're building this image in people's minds that you're an expert and that, hey, you know, maybe I should listen to this guy. This seems, this guy seems legit. The third reason, and there's plenty more reasons out there why you should start an online course. But the third other reason, <laughs> the third other reason, the, the last reason we'll go over in this episode is that it generates a new revenue stream? You know, at a, uh, it's it's completely obvious to the entire creative world that everything has been put on pause. Everything or things have been canceled or postponed. Wedding videographers, wedding photographers, creatives out there, every all the marketing dollars have dried up or have been frozen. And any, it's like name one creative. Name one creative aspect, creative business out there that hasn't been affected by this freeze. And uh, actually, yeah, I, I, I doubt you could find one that hasn't been affected by this. And that's what I was saying at the beginning of, the, of this episode, that we're all playing catch up because we've been, as creative small businesses, we've been trying to act and complete all our work in the physical world. And we're all trying to rush to you know create a website that we'd never had or build a Shopify store that we have kind of been playing around with but we never fully officially launched it and now we're you know and then people are rushing to create an online course because I've got a skill I know how to teach it I can teach it to people who need to know this and I can charge for it and this is going to be a new revenue stream that's totally valid like with the whole you know it makes sense an online course a digital product can be a huge way or, you know, this kind of saving grace to help small businesses stay afloat. Like it's something, you know, if people have nothing to do and they have some dollars and you're offering a course that seems valuable to them, they might buy your course. And then, you know, now you have an entirely new revenue stream so that when going into the future, when things kind of unfreeze and everybody kind of gets back to normal, that, Okay, now you have, yeah, sure, you'll go back to uh, shooting your photos and f filming your videos for your clients. But at the same time, you'll be able to help other fellow creatives in your industry learn a new skill. And so now you have two revenue streams. So, it's a, you know, that's kind of a, a that when, I, when I'm talking to people about should they create an online course, it's really about kind of you're investing. Like this is... Um, this is not passive income. This is not something that you just, you know, throw it up, press publish, and just let the money roll in. This is something that takes a long time, takes a lot of investment, takes a lot of care on a weekly basis, on a daily basis sometimes. And, but it's worth it. It, it may take months to realize the effects. It may take, uh, and you may not even see the direct effects from it. You know, maybe you put an online course out there. Nobody wants to watch it. And maybe because it's a because uh, of a price point or or whatever, you know, and then you say, well, it sucks. But at least you still have the online course there. You can't forget the long term effects of your establishing credibility. You're building your authority with having an online course. 
So uh, that's kind of let's kind of finish that. I don't want to go in circles too much about this, but these are some those are some things to think about if you're considering building an online course. Um, but what do you think? Should you have, are you thinking about starting an online course? Is this something that you're kind of in the process of building? Have you already recorded it? And now you're trying to figure out how to distribute it, how to get it out there. Let me know. Send me a DM at Jordan P. Anderson. And uh, I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear like kind of what your thoughts are, kind of, you know, where you are in the process. So thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to the Jordan P. Anderson podcast. If you'd like to become a subscriber to my daily emails where I help creative small businesses, then go to tinyletter.com slash Jordan P. Anderson. If you yourself are a creative small business owner and you need some help, feel free to reach out. Head over to jordanpanderson.com slash contact. See you then.